Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Good morning, this is your morning meditation for this morning. This morning we're going to read in 1 Peter chapter 2. A little bit about 1 Peter. 1 Peter is written, um, thought to be written by the the disciple Peter, um, who is writing this later on in his ministry. He is in Rome. The people he's writing to are in Asia Minor. And they're facing some persecution. So this whole letter is kind of a way to help them understand their place as children of God, as the people of God, Gentiles who have been brought in uh, to the family of Abraham, and that their, their sufferings and their persecution actually will build their faith as they uh, remember that they are the people of God and that they are in this, this new kind of kingdom that Jesus has brought. And so the encouragement here is to uh, endure the the persecution, the suffering, um, because it will reveal what's really, really important in your life. And sometimes we go through difficult times and through the midst of those times, God actually teaches us more in the suffering and in the hardship than maybe in the times when we have comfort and ease. So this is out of uh, 1 Peter 2, 1 through... 10. And you're going to see uh, a couple of themes here. One is that these uh, Gentiles are now built the living temple of God with Christ as the cornerstone. Um, That's a big statement. The presence of God dwells in the church now. Uh, That's something that happened at Pentecost. And then you'll see that they're called to be uh, a royal priesthood, if you will. Uh, And so they are to be God's bear witness to God in the world amongst the people they're living with. So here we go. First Peter chapter two, rid yourselves therefore of all malice, slander, uh, malice and guile, insincerity, evil, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, 
But now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So yeah, this passage, uh, like I said, it it paints Israel or these Gentiles as kind of the new Israel, the 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 place where the presence of God dwells, uh, the actual temple of God, and they're built upon this this stone that the builders rejected, which. Um, the way of Jesus is often rejected in society, and it's often rejected sometimes even in church circles because Jesus uh, kind of goes countercultural. Jesus says, you know, if you want to be great, become a servant. If you want to be first, be last. Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and forgive those who have wronged you, and all these kinds of things that, that often um, people tend to reject. And so it says, for those who believe... This is the cornerstone. For the rest of them, it's it's a stone that makes them stumble, that we that we stumble over Jesus because we kind of expected Jesus to be uh, more of the kind of king who comes in and rules by force and takes over the world. And and we, we see the disciples getting tripped up on that block in the beginning. And then after uh, the resurrection and Pentecost, they, they believe and they begin to see Jesus not as the stumbling block, but as... Um, the cornerstone. And so here the uh, the good news is they are the actual temple of, of God built on Christ. Um, there's something so powerful about that metaphor to think about the idea of the temple in the Old Testament, this place where you couldn't like even enter into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was. And now God has been poured out on the church. And the presence, the very same presence that raised Christ from the dead is living in the church. And so that should bring about all kinds of things, new life and joy and peace. And uh, even in the midst of these persecutions that they're facing, um, they can hold on to that hope that they are the house of God, the temple of God, if you will. And then there's this whole idea um, of being a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Um, And once they weren't God's people, and now they are God's people, it is only by the grace of God, that last line, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Um, it's only by the grace of God that we are even invited into that family of God. We, we become the people of God. Uh, we become that, the living temple of God, the place where God's glory dwells. And so what that means... Um, and in the New Testament, it's always talked about collectively. So it's not like I am the temple of God personally, but we as the church are the temple of God. And so that we reveal the presence of God to the world. And that's where the idea of being a priesthood comes in, um, that we represent God to the rest of the world. And we should represent God's goodness, God's blessing, God's mercy. Um, and so when the world looks on at the church, they should see um, this kind of holy nation that is is living in ways that bring about life and joy and uh, peace in the midst of all this turmoil. And the church here is facing a lot of turmoil. And so um, Peter is just reminding them who they are in Christ and that no matter what happens around them, that, that in Christ they are literally the temple of the Holy Spirit and they are the representatives of God to the world. So today, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you have believed, if that stumbling block for you has become the cornerstone, if 
if you no longer are tripping over the words of Jesus, but you are are actually believing. If not, believing is simple. I was thinking about that today. Sometimes we make it really complicated, but Jesus continually talks about um, becoming like a little child and just trusting God and believing in God and trusting that Jesus is the Savior of the world. Um, when we have that kind of belief, then we become the place where God's glory dwells and we become representatives to the people we will contact today. So wherever you find yourself today, um, remember when people look at you, they're going to see what Jesus looks like um, in their mind, especially. They'll, they'll think, well, this is a Christian person. So, so maybe that we should remember as we go out that we are God's representatives, God's ambassadors, God's royal priesthood um, to reveal the glory of God to the world. And I know that would affect the way that we think about doing our daily tasks like our job. Uh, going to school, whatever we're doing today, uh, if we realize that as we do it, we are not just representing ourselves, but we are representing God and Jesus Christ. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.